That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. Hi, I'm James Dempsey, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Gene McDonald. How are you doing today, Gene? And have you done your weekly review? And what's your inbox at? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you or the listeners noticed that I, I somehow wormed my way out of talking about inbox last episode. <laughs> um, I think... Uh, your your good um, behavior sort of overshadowed mine. But, okay, so um, I did do what I have set out to do the last few episodes is to take some time before we start recording and, and run through Maelstrom, uh, which um, just I'm still finding super helpful. And I was able to reduce my inbox to... 17 messages, um, unfortunately, or fortunately, all read, you know, so that's 17 messages that need to go somewhere else. But that's down, I don't know, from 170 or something. So I feel pretty good about that. But I did learn a little uh, productivity hack. I don't know if it really qualifies. But in my mind, I had it that we were going to start recording two hours ago. So three hours ago, I said, Oh, I'm going to get into my inbox and, you know, power down a lot of through a lot of that so that I can have a good number to report. But, you know, as the hour was winding up, of course, I got distracted with a couple of things. And I actually answered some emails and did a few little worky things as I was doing it. And I thought, ah, I'm not close yet. And then I remembered, oh, we aren't even recording for another two hours. I'll be able to get through all of this. So, so I don't know, trick yourself into thinking you have an earlier deadline. I know some people do that with their clocks around their house, but that would drive me nuts. Yeah. And then, well, especially with the clocks, I've done that in the past, but then in my mind, I already know that it's, oh, it's five minutes fast. So I have five <laughs> extra minutes. So yeah, I, it doesn't. It doesn't trick me as well as um as well as it could. Yeah. And um I know last time we talked I had talked about um trying to get my inboxes really back to being empty and um I am my email inbox is down to zero at the moment. Mm-hmm. And um I also had a lot of kind of some physical papers piling up in my like real mail inbox, and those are, it's mostly processed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the stuff that's in there, I need to decide what to do with, but there's nothing pressing or urgent in there. So at least I feel that bit of relief of knowing that there's not some some time bomb lurking in that stack of papers. Mm, yeah. I know those time bombs. Uh, I found some of them in my email today. You know, I, I keep saying I'm going to keep a chart of money found and also money lost due to procrastination and bad productivity, you know, inbox zero type habits. And today I found, oh, I got resubscribed to a couple of things that are annual subscriptions that I knew were in the inbox, but I hadn't 
taken the time to think through whether I was going to continue subscribing. So it wasn't that I didn't want to subscribe because I would have gone right in and turned them off. But Mm -hmm. I had in mind a couple of alternatives to research. So for example, with the RSS feed services, I've been using Feedly, which I like fine, but a lot of people are talking about the benefits of Feedbin and I wanted to like, you know, study that. But when I opened that email and says, oh, you've just paid another $19 for a year of Feedly, I was like, that's all right. Well, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not ideal. <laughs> I guess you don't have to research that for another 11 months now. I <laughs> See, I saved myself time. It's another productivity hack. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is um, the benefit. That's one of the benefits of staying on top of things is there are these kinds of things that are not earth shattering, but they add up over time and Mm -hmm. money and subscriptions, especially. And of course, subscription services are generally relying on you to forget or not care enough to make a change. So I guess they know me. Um. (laughs) That's... That's very true. And I'd also say that at the moment, um, I'm poised, poised to do my weekly review. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, to like this morning was a lot of inbox clearing. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I'm at the point where it'll probably be tomorrow morning, but I'm ready to do a weekly review. And I know over the last, I don't know, many, many weeks – um, we've both been kind of not been back to a weekly review, kind of the, the canonical weekly review. And, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I'm like right there on the, on the verge of being back where I feel like my trusted system is trusted and that mm-hmm. I'm operating the way that I want to be. Okay. But it's been weeks. It's been months. It's been like three months. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I certainly um, can sympathize with that. I did find out a little piece of bad news for me uh, in terms of OmniFocus. I didn't realize that I would need to be on High Sierra to install the beta, uh-huh. I think, or on the beta of Mojave. I don't know. 10.13 is required. That's high Sierra, I think. All I know is that I did skip upgrading a whole OS, um, which I'd never done before, like for a whole year, to the point where I'm like, okay, I will upgrade to Mojave when it comes out. But um, I don't, I've gone this long without high Sierra. I think um, it will just drive me crazy to install two of them, you know, one on top of the other. So. But there was the, you know, I got my email saying, hey, you're accepted into the OmniFocus for Mac beta, and here's your credentials, and go get it. And as soon as I saw OS 10.13, I thought, oh, right, that makes sense. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so I won't be doing any OmniFocus probably until it actually comes out for the Mac, and I actually upgrade to Mojave. Gotcha. Well, that's um, Mojave is coming pretty darn soon. 
Mm-hmm. I forget the date they announced. Um, I think they said the 17th of September, like a few days, like sort of in between, or maybe that's OS. I think that's iOS 12. That's iOS 12. Uh, I think Mojave was later in September. Yeah. I know, you know, as we're recording this, we just listened to the Apple announcements a couple of days ago. And I know listening to them talk about all the releases of things (laughs) that they had, I was like, oh, man, is that a lot of work. So it's Um, September 24th. Oh, okay. So. Because I feel like some years they try to, like, release everything simultaneously. And they've had, you know, to deal with problems because of that because there's always going to be something that has a hiccup even at apple probably yeah that's true and um but so it's not too long a wait though Mm -mm. that's on the plus side (laughs) and the final of omnifocus uh for three for the mac is supposed to be out in the september time frame too so yeah i think most of it is probably going to depend on uh like the approval process going through the app store and all that stuff. Mm. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so that's a little bit of bad news about not being able to get on <laughs> OmniFocus. Yeah, I was looking forward to chit-chatting about how I had, you know, put it on and started to really like, you know, power up, level up in productivity. But instead, I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> you could spend a few hours trying to get everything set up so you could try this beta or you could just wait for a couple more weeks. That's right. And well, it's also the case that once Mojave is released and you upgrade, then you could do the the beta if it's still going on. So mm-hmm. from the time we're recording, it's about 10 days until you're able to. Mm-hmm. So that's not too long. But no, yes, I- <laughs> I know when I know it's for me, like when I want something, 10 days is a long time. <laughs> yeah, it is. But yeah, and um, one of the reasons I was kind of psyched about it is, you know, as I'm slowly getting back, you know, into the swing of things in OmniFocus, having wiped my previous database and started fresh. And um, I th- I thought, you know, this would be this would be great, you know, to sort of push me to the next level um, of getting more things in there and getting them tagged the way I want to. You know, I have some ideas about that, and uh, because I've had a couple of major, you know, projects on my mind that I have been thoroughly procrastinating for various reasons, and. Uh, I realized that if I don't just put them into OmniFocus, not as a project, but a project with a next action, you know, I will Mm -hmm. just, I don't know, throw up my hands and say, I guess I'm not doing that thing. (laughs) One of them is uh, filing my taxes, for which um, I have uh, had the deadline extended back in April because a variety of reasons my... um, my accountant retired, which that's the worst. I think that is the worst. Even my dentist retired this year, and that's the second worst. 
I mean, think about this, people. When you choose these professionals you're going to rely on, maybe go for the people who are like 20 years younger than you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they'll last out, you know, as long as you actually need them, because that will definitely be a criteria for me going forward on those choices. But I just, I haven't been able to make up my mind about the accountant situation. And I just recently decided and was encouraged by some friends to, you know, to work with one of the tax filing software um, applications and, and do it myself. You know, I'm, I'm capable of doing it myself. Um, It, for me, it ends up being a weird year because it's definitely with the startup of Microdot Blog plus me just uh, doing some part-time lifting, you know, driving for Lyft, in other words. And um, I, I don't have a huge income this year, but I have a lot of pieces of paper I have to file. So, so the tax return itself, I think I can do it. I mean, I always pull together all the information anyway. And so... I feel like it's not a year where um, I need to be sure to get all the deductions. I mean, I I probably will, but just uh, I don't have that money to deduct from anyway. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But but so that's what I put into my OmniFocus was um, research tax preparation applications. And I did that this morning and I felt like I can totally do this. <laughs> I I may not want to do it, you know, every year, but I can totally do it this year. And it saves me the stress of finding another accountant who I may or may not like, who may or may not work out, um, which has had me all along procrastinating because I'm very bad with those kinds of things. Um, You know, doctors and other kinds of professionals, I tend to overthink it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so the next action, that's, that's my point here, and is um, made me feel a lot better this morning, especially since it is literally one month away to that deadline. But I know I can do it. Absolutely. And I, I have an accountant at the moment, but I have used kind of uh, Quicken or other, or what, it, not Quicken, uh, TurboTax. TurboTax, yeah, mm-hmm. um, in the past. And usually it does a pretty, Pretty great job of walking you through everything, yeah. You know, including if you have a railroad pension or <laughs> like all I these, wish. all these, I all, wish. all these yeah. kind of very specific things that yeah are in the tax code. Um, yeah, and um, speaking of OmniFocus, though, um, mm. we had talked a little bit last week about, or we talked a lot last week or last episode about calendars. Mm-hmm. And um, you had mentioned that, you know, you're in the habit of looking at your calendar in the morning, but you're maybe not quite in the habit of looking in OmniFocus. So you'll tend to mm-hmm. put things like day events in the calendar on your calendar um, just in case you miss looking in OmniFocus. And it occurred to me afterwards that um, the forecast perspective in OmniFocus is really great because it shows you both your OmniFocus tasks that are coming due, but it also interleaves in the your calendar stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you look at the forecast instead of your calendar, you kind of can review all of your calendar events 
end all of the things coming due. And then in uh, OmniFocus 3, you can pick a particular tag that will show up. Those items will show up in OmniFocus. And um, so in one spot, you kind of have a, uh, a kind of a nice overview of your your entire day, both calendar items and um, action items that are time-based, right? Mm-hmm. Or that you tagged, right? You, you can also throw one tag in there. Um, hmm. So I've been getting in the habit of looking at the forecast first because um, it kind of puts everything right there. Yeah, that's a really good idea. You know, I, I knew forecast was there, but I didn't like the word forecast because <laughs> it sounds like I have to do something to forecast. But it is... I. Until you said it just now, I, I hadn't really considered. It's really just your calendar with, um, you know, your tasks and, you know, deferred or do things showing up as well. So you can forecast your what you're going to do. Um, so thank you, James, for the simple yet incredibly powerful um, uh, perspective on that perspective. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Perspectives on perspectives. Um, <laughs> an omnifocus retrospective. Um, <clears throat> and, um, and that addition of what they call a forecast tag in, uh, omnifocus three, uh, makes the forecast, I think, even more powerful. Um, mm-hmm. let's see. What else were we talking about? Oh, well, we talked about calendars, mm-hmm. taxes, getting the inbox down, and, oh, the next action. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think I, I'm i at the point where my I think my inboxes are pretty much cleared. And as I do my weekly review, I think it's going to be a long one tomorrow um, because in a lot of projects, I think I've fallen – out of the habit of adding the next action. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually think my project list is a bit of a mess because um, I think there are things in there that there's no way I'm doing that in the next six months to a year. So it should not even be a project. It should go in the somewhere pi- or the someday mm-hmm. pile. Um, and I think there are some where I really need to clarify what is the what am I even trying to accomplish with that thing that I wrote many months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you have that clarified, it's easier to pick a next step. So the one thing I'm noticing about uh, this whole GTD process is so much of it is just about for not forcing you, but encouraging you to seriously think about everything. Yeah. Like not just, throw like garage on the list or <laughs> snow tires right. and then it's like well what is what does snow tires mean do, uh, am i gonna you know do i want to buy some do i want to manufacture them i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like, what was the point of that thing that i put on the list um mm-hmm. so i think that um more and more it yeah it it just feels like uh a nice framework in which you're encouraged to, to be honest, do a heck of a lot of work (laughs) 
and a heck of a lot of thinking about um well i was thinking about like the the phrase that he uses in the book is um you know to think about things that are not the way they're not where you want them to be or they're not how Mm -hmm. you want them to be so it's it's really as much it is as it is about getting things done honestly i think it's in a lot of ways, a framework for envisioning your life or your future the way that you want it, and then taking the actions to move you towards that. Mm-hmm. But but the key point is the envisioning. Yeah, and that can take some time. That's uh, yeah. It's not. It doesn't necessarily come natural to us (laughs) no not at all Uh, very often writing garage down on something feels like good enough but uh yeah you know thinking about your organization anniversary where you didn't just write garage on your list (laughs) you were like garage because x y and z you know you had a goal um and everything you know kind of cascaded from from that uh Wish to have a place for your electric car. And it's not that my garage is completely clean. I literally took (laughs) – I went online before I bought the car, got the dimensions of the car. (laughs) And then in my garage, I literally like have – I have little blue tape, like painter's tape at the corners of how much room I need to fit the car. <laughs> and those those are still there cuz I I kind of use them to make sure I pulled in far enough. But um Yeah. Cuz there's nothing worse than having your car not in far enough and you close the door on your car. That's not good. <laughs> no. Which has not Ouch. happened to me. That that's No. Um but yeah, so I only cleaned up enough of the garage to accomplish what I needed. And pretty much since then, the rest of the garage has remained as is for the last year, (laughs) even though, you know, it could use some cleaning itself. But I'm getting the benefit of having a place to put my car, which every time I pull in, I'm like, oh, look at that. It's still clean. (laughs) It's been a year and it's still clean. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I thought that might be an interesting uh, show to do about you know, one of our milestone shows or whatever, 25th or whatever, because, you know, sometimes when I'm down in the weeds of this, I think, I'm just still not getting anything done. But if I step back and I say, well, since I've been doing this with James, for example, my office is way more pleasant to work in, because I finally, you know, decluttered at least, you know, a major portion of it, and I feel happy working in here again. And I was so close to throwing everything out and just saying, or you might remember I talked about joining a co-working space, which I still might do, but not for the reasons of I can't stand to sit in my office (laughs) anymore. That's a very expensive uh, pile of clutter um, if you, you know, if if you make yourself subscribe to a space so that you can escape it. Um, But yeah. It's nice. It's nice to take stock and sort of step back and say, "Hey, some things are better." So that's true. And even on days where I like at the end of the day, I think, "Oh, you know, it didn't feel like I got much done." I 
kind of think back or I can even look back in OmniFocus. I'm like, oh, but you got some stuff. Like, it wasn't as bad a day as you're thinking it was. You got some mm-hmm. stuff done. You you moved a couple of things forward. So um, that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. It's just the list of things you'd like to get done is always so much longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And one of my pals from the Incomparable Network was, uh, Lisa Schmeiser was talking about how, she says, is the list of things I want to do ever going to go down, uh, you know, compared to the list of things I must do, <laughs> which, you know, and it's it's true, like we keep, and the discussion was, the rubric of the whole discussion was how everyone has an idea for yet another podcast or yet another episode, but nobody has enough time to do all the podcasting that they they can imagine doing so you know it's it's a thing it's uh, no uh, my answer to lisa is no (laughs) the list of things you want to do will never get shorter um the things you must do might get shorter if you you know manage them wisely that's that is true um and yeah there's uh there's always more to want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's good. Otherwise, you know, you'd run out of stuff and just be <laughs> like twiddling your thumbs. And then yeah. you'd be like, I need to do a podcast about thumb twiddling. <laughs> I'd be sitting around and saying, this podcast would be James. So you doing anything? Nah. Yeah, I'm not doing nah. anything either. Feel like doing anything? Not really. Okay. Yeah, not yeah, really. Bye. Yeah, That'd be an awesome podcast. <laughs> and we might talk one one time about uh, I am I am getting my way through all of uh, Star Trek Voyager, which I know is Ooh. your favorite. Yes. Um, I think I'm in season five or six now. Wow. So I'm getting towards the end. Wow, that's incredible. Season five is one of the best seasons um, of any Star Trek, I would say. But um, yeah, so if we get tired of productivity, we will shift this podcast focus from to anti-productivity, which is binge-watching Star Trek. So that's don't right. worry, we're not going away. <laughs> well, it's just, it, it's kind of helpful when you're a software engineer because, you know, something goes wrong and you're like, oh, I need to run a, a level two diagnostic on the software. <laughs> They're always running diagnostics, so they, they really yes. do test. The, there's a lot of testing that goes yes. on. Yes, it's it's test-driven space adventuring. <laughs> it's, it's true, um, but I think we are running out of time for this week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else? Mm, nope. Watch more Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> All right. Well, then I think it's time to wrap up this episode so we can get back to getting things done. Now, of course, you can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog, we're at The Weekly Review. And on Twitter, at Weekly Review FM. Of course, it would be great if you would rate or review the podcast. Um, it helps new listeners find us, helps us find new listeners. And we always love to hear what your thoughts are. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next Weekly Review. Thanks. you got some things you want to get. And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun. There's a lot of things you gotta do. You'll think about them all in the weekly review. The weekly review, yeah, the weekly review.